Hello, listeners. Welcome to the latest footnote episode of the Fancy Animation Podcast with me, Chris Holiday, and me, Alex Sargent. Alex, we're completing the realism set, yes. if you like. The we're keeping that. We well, because I say we've got one more. We get to keep the match ball. So now we're on <laughs> surrealism. We've yeah. done photorealism. We've done hi- well, hyperrealism, photorealism, and I guess now we're doing a term that is perhaps a little bit more interdisciplinary in the way that it traverses fantasy and animation as well as relating to all kinds of um, art, painting, literature. So we're doing surrealism. Uh, We've also, I think, both taught on a module that has engaged with surrealist cinema and the question of above the real surrealism. So we'll start the stopwatch. We've got 10 minutes on this term. We'll see how we get on. We'll see how surreal it gets. So let's go. Yeah, so I don't know. I think almost the best way to describe what surrealism is is describe what it isn't as a starting point, which is that it's it's a word that's often used um, in sort of mainstream popular parlance to mean um, I don't know wacky, visually innovative, so surreal, isn't it? Uh, fantastic, magical, all these other words. And yes, it's that you know. Oh, it's so surreal. Um, so often, you know, cloudy and with the chance of meatballs might be described as, as so surreal. And what it means by that is kind of madcap, weird, yeah. uh, strange. Anarchic, and yeah. and I think whilst some of that is definitely true of surrealist works, you could describe many surrealist works in that, um, you know, using some of those um, words quite comfortably. I think what that belies is the kind of um, very clear or very um, um, uh, timely set of political and aesthetic concerns in which surrealism emerged as a artistic and political movement. Yes, and um, when was this? When? So this is roughly around the sort of, what is it, 1910s, 1920s? I'm not doing this with notes today. Uh, 20s, uh, well, yes, it's a sort of... It's a sort of, you know, emerging a kind of a post-war um, phenomenon, and, and there's a bunch of things going on. I mean, you you know as much of this as I do, Chris. I'm, I'm leading the way for Team Fantasy at the moment, um, <laughs> but but it emerges out of a number of different kind of post-war concerns. Some of them within art. Yeah. So we have the kind of crisis of realism within art, right? Whereby, um, because thank, in fact, in part to the emergence of sort of cinema and photography, there is the opening question in art, which is given that we spent the 19th century perfecting realism in art and making art look as close to possible like like the real world, um, and now photographs exist, what is the point of art anymore? How can art have a relationship to reality to realism in a world where f- photography and, and, and moving images exist. Mm. Um, so you've got that emerging, and you've also got kind of psychoanalysis, uh, the concern over um, uh, things like dream interpretation, um, the ability to see the real beneath what we presume to be reality, this assumption that what we think is what we mean is a, is kind of completely undermined by um, psychoanalysis and Freud's kind of articulation of the unconscious as this domain where true, uh, the true real, the true reality lies. Um, and what we need to do is kind of go through a process of of learning to kind of get um, or, or to unlock some of those repressed and yep. and concerned uh, desires, and then I guess we've got the kind of political concern with the kind of you know the the you know the the turmoil of of the First World War, um, the emergence of of, um, of Marxist ideologies, uh, big ideologies, extremist ideologies that are that the kind of challenge and encourage people to take radical positions and challenge the status quo. Is that about? Is there anything else I've missed out? That sounds about right to me. No, no, no. So the kind of post First World War. 
um, the kind of, yeah, uh, I suppose animation, I kind of from a very different perspective because it is obviously this sort of um, political cultural movement that is about the unconscious mind, that is, is about um, a kind of commentary on the real, kind of a, a rhetorical comment on the real, it exists above the real, um, yes. a kind of super or surreality. Yes. So just to be clear before we move into where you can take this, like the, the point of the movement is to, um, is to puncture um, a kind of pseudo-realism. Yeah. So the realism of the mirror or of the moving image or of just your own comfortable life right now, I think they would probably say, um, that kind of pseudo-realism to puncture it with a kind of assault on the senses that undermines logic, that undermines kind of any of the mm. rational assumptions or, or principles that under that underpick that that pseudo realism as they would see it, and to use that kind of affecting assault as a means to reveal the real reality uh, beneath. Um, and yeah. I guess that an easy way of distilling this is is. Um, is something like Unchained de Lou, which is a very famous surrealist cinema, piece of cinema, yep. where we get that famous image of the um, of the eye slicing whilst the moon uh, a cloud passes over the moon. That kind of metaphorical, dreamlike, uh, associative imagery used to do a very assaultive attack on the presumption of um, your ability to sort of see the world clearly. Yeah, literally slicing the eye open, um, assaulting vision. Yeah, I was going to say it's that sort of reflexivity that is in, present in something like a, a Shanandaloo, yes. kind of connected, I guess, to... I mean, you know, surrealism itself is... is connected to particular kinds of people let's yes. say so we've got Andre filmmakers but Andre Breton yes. the multiple drafts of the of the um, surrealist manifesto uh, he yes. talks about so he went through various iterations the 1924 definition um, surrealism pure psychic automatism by which it is intended to express either verbally or in writing the true function of thought yes thought dictated in the absence of all control exerted by reason and outside of all aesthetic and moral preoccupations so it starts off a you know, in that domain with the Breton piece, that's very much a literary and a and a write or concerned with language. Yep. So they experiment with things like automatic writing. So trying to write without thinking um, as a way of puncturing the kind of linguistic structures that tra trap. Uh, I'm sort of yep. trying to use their vernacular trap yep. trap our thoughts. But very quickly, as you can imagine. The, the turn towards visual modes of of, of, of of expression becomes very interesting to a lot of artists because writing by its very nature has a kind of link to the logic that they see with things like art and cinema uh, has, as doesn't necessarily have those kind of structures already embedded within it. Right? Yeah, I would say just to, to go back to automatic writing, this process of automatic writing to be yes. able to, to sort of dream right without any logic or, or apparent thought has been often I, I think has been a way to describe early animation. Early animation is often considered quite surreal in the way that you have these kind of lightning sketches or a film like Phantasmagory from Emil Cole just has these lines that continually mutate and change and transform and metamorphose and objects become other things and 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 visually that has been linked or visually that sort of expresses some of the logic of automatic writing that there's a kind of illogical quality that, that surrealists you know surrealists fascinated by strangeness yeah. um a kind of oddness uh 
before you know before it became this sort of politically motivated upsetting bourgeois morality um kind of anti-clerical the, these kinds of i guess bigger it's, it's a term that's often used in animation go on well i would argue it was always it, the movement was always political but there, there's was. a sort of quiet politics of yes. representation um that moves into a very overt let's smash the system down with the status quo down with capitalism kind of but there um, i mean cliche yeah. but true but um, also i suppose that's that's where the link to to, to dada dada is yeah, yeah, comes yeah, in yeah, um yeah, yeah. The, a part of a broader rejection of rationality I mean, to question. I wonder now if we need to do a footnote on Dadaism, but Dadaism, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That kind so, of, um, so what we're saying that the in surrealism, and particularly as we understand the term in art, that art is a form of political um, political protest. Um, there are writers that have talked about the surrealism of every day, um, often rooted in kind of incongruity or um, odd juxtaposition um, that seems to reject, as I said, a certain degree of kind of um, rationality through yeah juxtaposition, non sequitur. These kinds of things. So key figures, we've got influence of Dadaism. We've got Andre Breton writing yeah. a kind of surrealist manifesto. Salvador Dali, the famous art, you know, artist and co-director of um, Jean de Lue, along with Louis Bunuel. Yep, uh, Dali himself would work with uh, Disney on a film. Um, Destino, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Uh, is a kind of lost but also quite um, important film that Chris Pallant talks about in his book *Demystifying Disney*. It has an old sure. chapter on, um, and there's very famous images online of sort of Disney and uh, Dali together. So a nice little link to animation there, and, I think. And well. there's always a contradiction in surreal. We must um, wrap up, I guess, in a second. But there's always a contradiction in surrealism, as far as I can see it, of you know relying actually like Chandelier, the most famous surrealist movie there is paid for by an extremely wealthy benefactor um you know you know um that link between uh money and uh this kind of extremely anarchic uh yes. rejection of the real resurfaces and that tension resurfaces again and again and often in things like animation so you get things like yeah Salvador Dali working with Walt Disney yeah hey um, nonsense costs money yeah 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 exactly <laughs> so 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 yeah and then it kind of um so again it sort of emerges again and again there's no I mean we, we've talked on the podcast about Jan Svankmeyer and his link to the yeah the Czech surrealist movement absolutely very politically motivated um when we say politically motivated, that sounds like they're kind of members of political parties. Like it's it's a much more kind of um, yeah radical um, politics of life, I guess, in in that respect. Yeah, uh, and actually, that link to animation it often comes as a term that's used to describe particular kinds of unusual, but yeah, a, a kind of a kind of um, form of form of the the way in which there is a, a, a manifestation of the liberation of the unconscious so questions of, yes. of nonsense and chance and so uh, Michael O'Prey has written a chapter called Jan Svankmeyer a mannerist surrealist in a book um, edited by Peter Ames called Dark Alchemy the films of Svankmeyer so connected to him we have 15 seconds left anything else on, on surrealism I suppose you can go to the original Breton manifesto yeah. which you can read they're really fun to read I mean they're a bit Freud take Freud, yeah. Freud I mean Freud is, doesn't write about surrealism but a lot of his writings particularly the interpretation of dreams which is his sort of big seller is the one that um that 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 surrealists try to create movies and art that that encourages the kind of reading strategies he talks about in that yeah um and then yeah some of the big figures um and then open question i guess for everyone is is who is surreal and who isn't sort of in the eye of the beholder but it's certainly um not films that are sort of wacky and playful in their kind of approach to fun imagery it's film a, a surrealist movie asks profound questions about 
the real it's abil- the ability to yep. represent the real how you represent the real the and, and the kind of trappings of logic yep so exa- yeah exactly that so a bit on bit on uh, logic bit on so desire. in land empire basically yeah desire <laughs> sexuality dreams <laughs> the unconscious yeah. um yeah, an assault, an assault on assault, vision. Assault um, on right, vision. so I guess we'll we'll leave it there. Yes, that might have been assault on language. Uh, on ears. That might in itself have been surreal. No, it wasn't. That's that's the point. Um, but um, yeah, um, lots to explore there, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.